Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Today is Friday, July 29th, and not going to lie, forgot to look up the weather. Right. <laughs> it's funny because right as we were going live, Everly's looking at me and she's like, can I do the weather? And I was like, no, it's too late. <laughs> I, I don't have the weather in front of me, but there I do. is a heat warning in effect for Edmonton, Alberta. So if you're planning on <laughs> investing here, just be aware of that. <laughs> it's going to be 29 degrees today. <laughs> Feel like 35. Chance of thunder shower. How's that? <laughs> Thunder showers and feels like 35. Yeah. Perfect storm. Perfect storm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are broadcasting live as we do every morning on the Podbean app. Go download the Podbean app and look at the Real Estate Investing Morning Show so you can join in live with us every morning at 6 a.m. Mountain Time. Uh, you can join in on the chat like everybody else is here saying good morning. Uh, great question coming up here in the chat already. I didn't see um, it. Saying show or no show on Monday. No, no show. show on Monday. It's holiday. You're reading our notes for us, Ryan? Yeah. Well, <laughs> just going to check that one off the yeah. list here. Um, you can also call in and ask any questions you want about real estate investing for free every morning. Free coaching. Okay. We're not going to charge you. Don't worry. Okay. Or you can go hire a coach. Go for it. Go hire a coach if you want and get your questions answered that way. Or you could come here and do it for free. Mm-hmm. It's entirely up to you. Yeah. Um, you know what? It's my belief that there should always be a free option. And that it should be better than, um, I don't know, like YouTubing. You know what I mean? Like years, years and years and years of YouTubing and listening to podcasts. And I tried to find the answers for free. It just didn't work. So I didn't. I said, I'm going to start a I'm going to restructure our podcast in a way that literally we can answer questions for everyone every morning for free. Um, what you're going to realize, though, is it's not the questions that uh, uh, it's not the answers that you're seeking. Right. It's the execution. Yeah. Right. I, I learned this very early on that it wasn't the answers that were the problem. Um, because in the beginning, yeah, like there's a lot of things you need to know before yeah. you can move forward. But I, I started watching other people around me with all the answers, and then they didn't do fuck all. Yeah. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, you got all the answers. Training what you wanted, after right? training after training after training, and still not taking still any action. not taking any action. So that's the issue. That's why I'm totally okay with giving away for free. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the people, the people who it's valuable to, the people who have it, you know, it, the jet fuel, they'll go and do it, and I think it's amazing. I'm totally down with that. But if you guys do need help, you know, with with guidance and mentorship and and additional resources and 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 to be held accountable, then that's what the what our master's mentorship program is all about. So, mm-hmm. and you can learn all about that at reamasters.ca if you're interested in that. Um, now, a couple upcoming events. Tomorrow, tomorrow, we have an event tomorrow. Oh my god. <laughs> Flip open house in Calgary. Yeah, we're going to be doing a fix and flip meetup uh, in Calgary tomorrow. Uh, first live event in Calgary ever. <laughs> um, 
at our new fix and flip property. Uh, that's uh, tomorrow, Saturday, July 30th uh, from 2 to 5 p.m. If you're interested in that, just, uh, again, I still don't have the link. Jared, <laughs> put the link in the comments. And Jared, I'll put the link in the live comments there. Um, or you can just email us at, uh, at info at reamorningshow.com and we'll send you the link for that. But it's it's all over social media too. You know, join our free Facebook group, uh, Real Estate Investing Masters. It's in there. Like it's it's pretty easy to find. If you want it, um, you can find it. And if you can't find it, then just email us at info at reimorningshow.com and we'll send it to you. Uh, but that's tomorrow. So it's free. Um, you don't got to pay anything. It's a free networking event. It's a come out and see, you know, a real life fix and flip project. Um, that the day after possession, the day after possession, so no demo. It's just, yeah. yeah and it's and you, in its original state. And you can, you know, get an idea of like, okay, this is what it looks like now. This is what they say they're going to do to it. And then you can follow along in the process, um, as it goes through demolition, as it goes through prep. As it goes through paints and flooring, as it goes through trim, as it, the kitchen gets put in, and then the you know obviously the final completed product. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the following Saturday, <clears throat> August sixth, um, join us at the Calvin Realty Golf Tournament in Edmonton. We're going to be sp- we're one of the sponsors. We're sponsoring one of the holes there. Um, you can come out and play some golf with some other real estate investors, 18 holes. Each hole has a theme slash sponsor. Um, like I said, we're going to be sponsoring one of the holes. We're not going to tell you what we're doing yet, uh, but I will tell you what we're giving away. And it's a pretty, pretty big price. Thanks. <laughs> uh, that, that mentorship program I just talked about a couple minutes ago, that real estate investing masters mentorship program, we're giving away a one-year membership. $10,000 membership. $10,000 value. Yeah. So um, you got to be there to to win. And uh, if you are coming, you got to be willing to take some action. Okay, It's not going to be an easy one. Not if we're giving away something like that. Yeah. All right. Got to work for it. Yeah. There's some of the holes are going to be longest drive. Some of them are going to be closest to the pin. Um, ours is going to be a little more difficult, but we're gonna we're not going to tell you until you get there. <laughs> Awesome. But a pretty sweet prize, though. Um, very excited for that. That's uh, August 6th. I don't think there's any spots left, but it, like, you know, put call up Calvin Realty, email them and say, hey, I want to be on the list. I heard they're giving away a big mentorship program on whole whatever um, with Wayne and Gabby. And uh, I want I want in. I want in. Put me on the list. Um, you never know. Someone might back out opportunities come and go all the time. You got to put yourself out there, right? Yep. You never know unless you ask. Yeah. And then uh, lastly, um, August 20th. August 20th, we got our big fix and flip uh, workshop. It's going to be an advanced fix and flip workshop. Okay. So we're going to go over the basics and the fundamentals, but we're going to be diving much, much deeper into how to analyze properties how to run comparables, how to go through the numbers, how to hire contractors, all the stuff that you need to know in order to build a fix and flip business. We're going to be going diving deep, deep into it. Yeah. Okay. Don't expect, you know, if you're thinking this is just another, you know, two hour, you know, presentation, presentation about how fix and flipping can change your life. And all you got to do is buy a property and sell it for more and make money. Um, it, it, it's not going to be that simple. Okay. It's going to be very advanced and much more thorough. So, 
Um, details uh, should be out today. Um, <laughs> Maybe. Don't look at me live like that. I <laughs> details should be out today. Uh, unfortunately, we're waiting on a few people to get us some some some, yeah. some some other stuff. So uh, I'm waiting on people, but I but I don't want to just. I wasn't gonna like just wait to tell you guys. I had to tell you in advance because you guys need to know. So yeah. I mean, we're talking about this. This thing's uh, was three weeks away. Yeah, about three weeks away. Um, is what it is. Uh, I'm still waiting on a couple people to send me some things so I can actually send it out officially. But you guys obviously get to know first. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are part of the REI Masters Mentorship Program, you get into it for free. Um, yeah. All Any REI Masters uh, mentees, you get access to all advanced workshops for free. So you're in for free. Um, everybody else, that'll be a small fee. No big deal. Um, but stay tuned for information on that. At the very least, I hope to have you the full details and a link to register by Tuesday. Please be patient, <laughs> as I am very patient. Okay. How are the comments looking this morning? Well, you know, I don't know. What's <clears throat> <laughs> good mornings? Mm, well, you know, I don't know. Is that what you said? What? You said, well, you know, I don't know. <laughs> oh boy okay so today's possession day for that property in calgary yes we have possession day today at lake bonavista yes yes um we after today's show we're going to be um pretty much packing up and heading out to calgary and we're going to stay for the weekend yeah so we're going to go check it out today go and um run through it with the contractors and uh then we're gonna go for dinner and then saturday tomorrow we'll be doing the 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 fix and flip meetup mm-hmm. and then uh sunday i think we're just i don't know we'll do something fun in, in, in yeah in calgary i haven't quite figured it out bring in the family so the kid's gonna come too everybody wants uh, to do callaway so she wants to do callaway park yeah it's uh like an amusement park in in calgary never seen it heard it's good been there as a kid you did yeah oh wow auntie used to take us very cool. Uh, that's what we got going on. Uh, anything else we have going on for business before we leave? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> what business? <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, it is. Uh, today is the last day for uh, to get those hearts in for fan of the month. Top fan. Yeah, top fan. So yeah, uh, Monday's. Uh, uh, well, jeez, what is today? Today's the 29th. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Last day of the month is on Sunday. And we're not back until Tuesday. So, Today we'll announce the, the winner on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, we haven't talked about this very much lately. But um, I guess because we were gone. But um, we do have a top fan um, award every month. So, when you're joining in live to the live um, in the live platform, Podbean, um, there is a heart button. That will allow you to click the hearts, uh, I don't know, every two minutes or something like that. Um, it's kind of like a like button on Facebook. Yeah. More or less. Um, on Instagram. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's a heart. <laughs> yeah, Instagram hearts, Facebook <laughs> likes, whatever. Um, but it allows you to, 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 to accumulate hearts. And what it does is at the end of every show, it shows us um, how many likes there was per person. And it, it also accumulates it for the month. So we can see 
who's here every day and who's liking the show. Now, also when you call in and when you, uh, uh, when you share the show through the app to Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that, it also accumulates hearts for you. So whoever has the most hearts at the end of the month, whoever engaged the most into the show, we want to reward them. So at the end of the month, we take the, uh, the top fan and we give them two free coaching calls. That's a value of $500 worth of coaching calls. Must be used within the month. <laughs> Thank you for the disclaimer. <laughs> We're going to have our lawyer read it next time. <laughs> um, yes, this two free coaching calls for the winner. Um, but what we do is, just to make it more complicated, uh, for those of you who are just coming around for the first time, uh, we take the top five fans, okay? Um, and what we do is we give ballots. So first place gets five ballots. Second place gets four, third place gets three, fourth place gets two, fifth place gets one. Okay, we take those ballots, we put them into a hat with the names, and we pull a name out. Okay, so whoever has the most hearts obviously gets more, a much better chance. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not Ryan. Mm-hmm. Ryan was the underdog last month. Yeah, he had one ballot. Mm. He won. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Ryan won last month, and... Um, yeah, so we got that coming up. So at the end of the show today, we're going to be taking all the uh, the top five fans. We're going to put them in a little hat there. And then on Tuesday, we'll do the draw. Yeah. Awesome. <clears throat> well, that's all I had on my notes. <laughs> Shall we wrap her up? <laughs> Amanda wants to be the next underdog. Yeah. I literally, I was just writing down um, names. And yeah, Amanda's in fifth place. Ooh, she's so barely hanging on, though. on this show. <laughs> she's barely hanging on <laughs> by a thread. Uh, someone says they want to talk about fixing flips today. No. <laughs> no. I've talked about fixing flips enough. I'm done. We're not going to talk about fixing flips for five more months. Oh, okay. But Wayne. <laughs> I need to know if it's still a good idea to do fix and flips because interest rates are going up. I hear you. I hear you. We'll come on out to the fix and flip workshop on August 20th and I'll mm. go through it in detail. It's I, I, I can, I can give you all the assurance you want, right? But you got to see it for yourself and you got to take action. It's the only way to know what did I just talked about a few minutes ago. The information is one thing, but you got to just do it. Yeah. You got to go buy one. You got to fuck up a little. It's the only way to really know. Otherwise, you're just going to watch everybody else doing it. And you're like, oh, I really wish I would have done that. Yeah. And there's some people doing that for the last six months. Mm-hmm. And they've been doing it, doing it like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Oh, uh, yeah, eventually I'm going to join Wayne and Gabby's mentorship program. And yeah, I just want to wait for the right moment. And uh, you know, it's, the market's too hot right now. Market's too hot. It's April. There's too many buyers. It's not a good time to be buying. Okay, okay, the market's leveled out a little bit. Okay, I'm going to join Wayne and Gabby's program now. Oh, God, interest rates are up. No one's buying anymore. Okay, so no, it's not a very good time to do it. Okay, I'm just going to wait a little bit longer. Wait a little bit longer for the perfect moment. And then I'm going to strike. While everybody else is just, you know, acting and making money. Yeah. Right? So there's never a, a, a good time to, to, to time the market in any strategy. Yeah. Except for one. Except for one literally right now, which is what I want to talk about today and not fix and flips. Okay. Sorry, Wilson. What is it? Agreement for sales. All right. You want to talk about that? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. 
Has anyone anyone been watching the market? I think What's everybody. I think everybody has. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. hard not to. So what we need to do is we need to try and figure out <laughs> fucking Wilson in the comments here. Sorry. <laughs> I'm swearing a lot today. It must be because I'm tired. Um, what we need to figure out is what's going to happen over the next six to 12 months. Okay. A lot has changed with the interest rates going back up to where they should be. By the way, they're not high. They're just where they should be. We've been having an extreme discount on interest rates for long time. a couple of years now, right? Um, now, they're rapidly increasing the interest rates to, to try and control inflation. Um, now, I think they're a little higher than what they're intending to have it around, but it's my belief they're going to level out and then, then drop down a little bit. In, in about 24 months. That's what the experts say. That's all speculation though. Who knows? They might land at 6%. Who gives a shit? We'll figure it out. Right? Mm-hmm. Ultimately. Yeah. If it lands at 6%, it if is. it lands at 10%, that just means we're going to change our businesses. Okay. But what I'm concerned about, I'm not concerned about that because I'll figure that shit out. That's fine. That's easy. That's mathematics. Okay. Yeah. What I'm trying to watch and what I want you guys to watch is how do people react? Exactly. This is where you cannot predict this. No one predicted the big, I don't know what I boom. What, 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 what word would you use for the last spring when like the market was ridiculous? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the craziness in, in, in yeah. the buyer's market. Right. Everybody was lining up and then we were talking about it. Go back to March and April of episodes and, and you can talk about, you know, you can listen in as, as we talked about, you know, 20 people lining up like two hours after you know listings went up, went live. There was no real big influx of buyers. I mean, there was a little bit of influx of buyers because there was there was low um, inventory. There was low inventory throughout the winter. OK. And the low inventory meant that there was a lot of buyers who were trying to buy in the winter, but there wasn't any good inventory. And then they got pushed into, you know, spring, purchasing in the spring. And then the inventory was still low for a little while there. And then what happened, it wasn't like that could, people could have, it could have caught up on its own. But what happened was, was that there was a bunch of news articles and videos that started going around on the internet saying that there's 10 people lining up two hours after, you know, um, listings are going live, that there's 15 multiple offers going in and people are paying $40,000 over. You know what that did? It created a frenzy. Mm -hmm. Everybody went nuts. And so you guys, myself, out-of-town investors, regular Joes, Jill and Joes in, in and around, you know, Alberta, they're frantically running to the real estate market because they're like, oh my God, it's going to turn into Toronto. It's going to, sorry, it's going to turn into Ontario where everything's selling for $100,000 over. Mm-hmm. And there's constantly multiple offers and there's no good deals. I got to get in while it's low still. And and I, like I said, I, I, I pointed to myself in the beginning there. There was the consideration. I did consider that as, as a possibility. Yeah. We didn't know. No one knows. 
I don't care about where it goes. What I care about is how people think. Because the fact that everyone thought that way is what caused it. It wasn't that it was going to turn into Ontario. It was like, what, what are people thinking in this particular moment? What are people crying about on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and everything else? What are they crying about? This isn't fair. How am I supposed to buy a home? Do you remember those? That, yeah. that narrative? That was there for a little while and then it went away because everything calmed down. You know, it wasn't the interest rates that calmed down. It calmed down on its own. Because I think eventually everyone noticed that it, they didn't need to be lining up. There yeah. was plenty. There was lots and of inventory of, coming on the market. Of course. <laughs> that, well, what, what also happened was that inventory finally caught up as well because yeah. spring market came in and everybody read the news articles and they're like, oh, perfect time to sell. Yeah. Get in on And this. then everybody threw their houses on the market and it kind of evened it out. Yeah. Now there's, and then the word started spreading around that, you know, now everybody's selling and there's lots of things to choose from and they realize the sky is not falling and everybody just relaxed. Yeah. But if I screamed on this podcast today that market's going up and, and there's going to be multiple offers, you know what I mean? At least 10% of our listeners would probably be like, oh shit, Wayne said this is happening. If I screamed it all over the internet and I had an influence, you know what I mean? If I was a social media influencer or, you know, I told Go uh, Global that we're going to be seeing multiple offers here next week. And they created an article about it. Watch the frenzy start, right? Watch everybody start lining up at houses. The point that I'm trying to make is like, I, I watch people and how they react to what they hear. Because we are sheep in a sense. You know what I mean? We're always just looking for assurance. We want someone to tell us that what's, what's going to happen. What's the right thing to do? How do I make sure they don't fail? Tell me what to do, right? Now, with all that, I'm using that example because that's a great example of how people just follow the mm -hmm. herd, right? Mm -hmm. And again, I was, I, was, I was guilty of it as well. What's going to happen now with the new narrative of interest rates going up and going up and going up and going up and going up? Are people going to rush into trying to buy houses quickly before? Okay, let's, 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 let's change the story a little bit. <clears throat> I have no idea where fixed rates are right now because we haven't bought a rental property. A traditional, yeah, mortgage. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming it's sitting somewhere on 5%, 4 or 5% fixed. Someone correct me in the comments, anyone who's just bought recently. I was just looking at them yesterday. One of our mentees is trying to uh, secure her refinance, but I can't remember. <laughs> I think the options were like uh, 4 point something for a variable and 5 point something for okay. fixed. What if the news and I said today that it was going to go to 11% by 2023? What would everyone do? Panic buy. The market would get very fucking hot. I would make a lot of money on these flips that I have going on the market next month. Mm -hmm. Wow. I'm, maybe, maybe I might just spread the word. what I'm seeing in the comments here. Variable 4.65, 4.10, and 3.65. Wayne says interest rates going to 11%. Buy now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what What if that was the story? What if a global or CTV thing came, came out tomorrow and said that there was going to be 11% by, in, in, by 2023? You watch everybody would run and, and buy. Now, that's not what's happening right now, though. What they're talking about is they're talking about the fact that interest rates continue to go up, and we don't know how high they're going to go up. Mm -hmm. therefore that's kind of scaring people yeah 
the unknown. to not buy. Yeah. And based on that information and that narrative, what people are saying, and from what I'm hearing is, you know what, I'm just going to wait. Because Wayne said in 18 to 24 months that the interest rates will go back down, I'm going to buy my rental property in 24 months. There's no sense in buying it right now, because then I'll be locked up into a high interest rate, which is way too high. I'm going to wait till it goes back down to like 3% or 2%. So people just decide I'm not going to rent. They use that information, right? Yeah. Again, talk about being sheep. No offense, but like we're all guilty of this, right? Home buyers are basically, they're being very, very, very picky. And they're, I, from what I'm seeing is they're using it as leverage to try and get lower house prices. Mm-hmm. Hey, interest rates are going up. You don't got lots of buyers anymore. You know, I can't afford that payment or that, uh, that, that amount. So here's what I'm offering you. Yeah. Right. Or they'll just wait because they're scared. How is that going to affect, how is that, how will that affect fix and flipping? Well, we're definitely not going to have as many buyers. Yeah. Might sit on the market a little bit longer. Might sit on the market a little bit longer. Um, We've already noticed just with the one that we have live right now that we're getting lower offers and they're trying to leverage interest rates. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't have, I don't have much to leverage anymore. If I had two offers or three offers, I'd be okay. But trying to negotiate, let's, I'll, I'll give real examples right now. We got one listed for 449 and we got an offer for 420 and then 430. It's real hard to split the difference on 449 from 430, right? Yeah. Because we're going to land somewhere around like 437, 438, something like that. I hate splitting the difference. What I like to do is I like to create fear and panic because I've got two other offers on the table and then people make impulsive emotional decisions. Yeah. That's what I like to use for negotiation. I don't like splitting the difference. Um, so yeah, that that definitely will affect buyers with fix and flips because there's not as many buyers in the market. Um, but what it also means is that if you flip it around, I said I was going to talk about agreement for sales, but here I am talking about fix and flips. <laughs> I'm just using real life examples because I want to get into agreement for sales here in a couple minutes. When you're buying your fix and flip deals, though, you have a lot more leverage. So you may not get the top price and you may not sell it as quickly on the back end when it's done, but you're definitely going to start to find some way better deals on the front end. Yeah. And if you can save 20 grand on the front end, then it doesn't matter if you lose 20 grand on the back. Get what I'm saying? There's always, you just, you just got to understand you just got to understand like what part of the cycle that you're in right now and, and what's what's the story that's going around. And which kind of leads me into the whole agreement for sale thing and the, the motivated sellers. Because as interest rates continue to go up, here's the other thing that's happening right now. As interest rates continue to go up, home buyers are getting, homeowners, sorry, are getting very scared. Think about the homeowners that bought in March and April. And maybe they, maybe they got a variable rate, an adjustable variable rate, and their payments were, you know, sixteen hundred bucks before, but now they're twenty one hundred bucks because the interest rates went up so fast, and they can't afford that extra five hundred bucks. And gas is significantly more, and they own a big stupid truck. You know what I mean? 
That's that's like yeah. an that's like an increase of seven hundred bucks a month. Yeah. A lot of families can't handle that, right? Mm-hmm. Thank God the jobs the jobs are okay right now. Yeah, swear to God though, jobs start getting affected. It's not going to look very good. Doom and gloom. It's going to be very very bad for for a couple of years here. Now. I used the example of the homeowners that potentially bought, you know, in March and April, but what about the homeowners that bought four and a half years ago? Renewals are coming up. And they locked into a five-year fixed term. Their their renewals are coming up and they locked in at like a 1.99 because it was a, their home, you know what I mean? Their home mortgage. Mm-hmm. And now they're finding out that the renewal is going to be 5.99. Anybody want to do some math? Let's do some math. I'm going to use some real numbers today for you. I'll tell you about the value of agreement for sales here very shortly, so just bear with me. Um, I'm going to pull up my mortgage calculator. 25-year amortization because mm-hmm. someone bought it as a home with 5% down. Okay, They got a 1.99 before. In, uh... 2018. You want to see 2018? doesn't really matter. Yeah. Okay. And they bought what? Uh, $400,000 house? Sure. Okay. They put 5% down. Um, CMHC fees ate a good chunk of it. Um, it ate what? 3% of their 5%. So their mortgage would have been 192000 Means that their mortgage payment was uh, 1660 at that time. Pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Now they're coming up for renewal here and they find out that their new interest rate is going to be 5.99. Okay. For, for those of you that are live in the show right now, I'd like for you to guess what the mortgage payment's going to be when they renew at 5.99. Is it 5.99 that I said? Yeah, I think that's a little high from what it is right now, but yeah, well, it's next year. Yeah, sure. Didn't they say it's going up again in September? Yeah, good chance. Anyone want to guess what the new mortgage payment is going to be, or how much higher it's going to be? I see twenty one hundred, nineteen hundred, twenty one hundred, two thousand fifty, two thousand. Renewal says. I wonder if this is correct because I just put in the new interest rate and I don't know how they calculate renewals. Do you think that it will? Okay. I just got to redo this. Just hang tight. It would also be on the new balance, right? That's on the new balance. You got to give me two seconds here. Okay, cool. Just hang tight. You have to talk though, Gab. <laughs> Sorry, I was just reading the comments. Carlos says over nine thousand. On the new balance, five point nine nine. Two thousand three hundred and twelve. Wow. Wow. It's uh, about seven hundred and fifty dollars. 
That's crazy. Furthermore, another interesting note is that if someone decided to buy that same $400,000 house today, their mortgage payments five years ago, based on interest rates five years ago, uh, would have been uh, 1660. Uh, mortgage payments today with a new interest rate would be 2525. It's $900 more. Um, at 5.99, the, the portion that's going to interest would be 1600. The portion that's going to principal would be 700. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like a 60-40 now. Um, again, which is totally fine. But when, <laughs> when Jill and Joe go and um, get their, their, their new statement, the renewal letter from TD or BMO or wherever, Scotia, and they see that, they're going to be panicking. They're going to be panicking to find out that their mortgage payment is going up by $750. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, they were pretty, they were pretty smart. They bought a, like a pretty, like reasonable house. They didn't go buy a $700,000 house, yeah. right? They bought a $400,000 house, which is like, you can buy entry level houses in, in Edmonton and area for three something, but I mean, they're a little bit older, they're dated, they need a new furnace kind of thing. You can buy them in decent neighborhoods for in, the, in the 300s, the low 300s. The $400,000 house is like pretty much your, your new half duplex or like a low level single family house, cookie cutter house in a new neighborhood. So like it's it's a pretty entry level new house, mm-hmm. okay? So it's not like they're, they're going crazy. Yeah. crazy. And that's normally for a family who, who makes around $100,000 a year. Do you think a family who makes $100,000 a year can handle an extra seven fifty dollars a month? No. Definitely not. Most people, I'd say like most average people are not living within their means already. 100%. It's, it's paycheck to paycheck. Um, you know, like people who invest and who save and who like all that kind of stuff is, is you're pretty rare. You're not mm-hmm. the norm. <laughs> Most people are not living within their means. Yeah. Because I think it's, it's been a while since, since I've got paychecks, but, and definitely for you, Gab, but I'm trying to remember, you know, the average household income of $100,000, you know, what is the average paycheck for a family that makes $100,000 a year? I'm going to Google it real fast. Not much. Wonder um, what is the average family household income these days, like in the Edmonton area? Does Jeremy do you know? <laughs> Not neighborhood specific. Before taxes, ninety-seven thousand ish. So yeah, under K. Before taxes, it's about thirty-eight forty-six biweekly. After taxes, twenty-three twenty-five hundred bucks biweekly, twelve fifty weekly. So you're taking home somewhere around anywhere from forty-six to five hundred, uh, forty-six hundred to five thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. 750 is that's a big chunk yeah 
That's a big chunk. Big, yeah. They say living expenses should be half, right? Uh, On average, living expenses should be about half of your... Like all of your living expenses? Rent or mortgage, property taxes, condo okay. fees, insurance, right? That stuff should be no more than half. If their payments were 16-something before, and now they're up to 23-plus property taxes, they're, they're creeping over. And they're probably getting scared because they've been living off of a, of, a, of a budget, that budget for the last four and a half years. You know what I mean? That's, that's scary to find out, like, where is the 750 going to come from? Oh, honey, we need to cancel Disney+. Plus. <laughs> cancel everything. Cancel your hair appointments. We're going to cut our own hair. You know what I mean? Like, where do you find, we, we, as Gabby said, we can figure it out. We're, we're investors. We're smart. We're, we know where to, where to pinch pennies and, 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 and we're probably very good with our money, but, but for Jill and Joe trying to find 750 bucks, first place they're going to look is Starbucks and Disney plus. And they're going to do really, they're going to go really hard on it. And they're going to start canceling subscriptions and canceling, Apple apps that pay, you know, $7 a month for whatever dumb app they got. I doubt it. They'll be able to reach 750. Yeah. That's tough. And then they're going to start complaining about the, well, the gas went up too, hon. We got two cars. Yeah. And the gas is up by $200 a month as well. So we're down 950 right now a month. Most families are not going to be able to handle that. Mm -hmm. That's why I said, thank God the jobs are okay right now. Yeah. The second the jobs go, panic. Yeah. Big panic. So some families are going to be able to get through this. Some families are not going to be able to get through this. Some families are going to frantically go and, and say, okay, hon, we got to, we're going to have to sell our house and we're going to have to downsize. Okay. We're going to have to, well, you know, we, we've, we've, we, we bought it a few years ago, so we should be able to sell our house for a little bit more, right? And uh, we've been paying down the mortgage, so we should be okay. And um, we'll sell the house, and we'll maybe we'll rent for a little bit, and then we'll buy something when, when things calm down. Or we'll sell the house, and we'll buy something a little bit cheaper with lower mortgage payments. Mm -hmm. right? And they're going to go to the bank and then find out that you know their house is worth a little bit less. And they're also going to find out that's um, it's a buyer's market. It's a buyer's market right now. And if more sellers flood the market trying to sell, it's just going to make it worse. It's going to be way too much on the market. Right? Yeah. Now, there's going to be some of these buyers that don't have any equity. Right? There's going to be some of these buyers that are in a situation where they can't handle it for a minute longer. Those are the ones that, that are really good agreement for sale opportunities. Um, now I'm not going to go into the full, like how agreement for sales work and, and how to negotiate with people and everything else. you got to go take a course for that. Join the ma master's mentorship program. And we have an agreement for sale course, literally in the, in the back office, mm -hmm. in the vault. Or go talk to Barry and Donna McGuire and take one of their courses. But not every buyer is going to fall into this 
but there's going to be a lot of buyers who are going to be in a position where they can't sell. And there's going to be multiple reasons for it. One of them might be that they don't have any equity. One of them might be that they're, they're, their house is worth less than what they bought it for. Uh, some of them might be that they have two or three years left on their mortgage term. And because of that, they're locked into a fixed term. And if they can't, if they sell their house right now and cancel their fixed mortgage, then they're going to get hit with a really, really big um, cancellation fee. Because cancellation fees on fixed term mortgages are very big. They're not three months worth of interest. So there's going to be a lot of sellers that are in situations like that where they just can't do it any longer. Hey, my hours got reduced. I don't have the money. I need to move. Or I can't make these mortgage payments anymore. They're killing me. And that's an amazing opportunity for you to come in and solve their problem um, with seller financing strategies. Big stuff coming. Yeah. There's going to be lots of opportunities. We got to think about like what's going to happen. What's going to happen when the interest rates continue to increase? What's going to happen when more there's more product on the market and there's less buyers? What's the tipping point for home buyers? Now, this isn't, I'm, I'm not like, you know, licking my lips like, oh yeah, I just can't wait until I get these great opportunities to get zero money down deals. No, I don't want that. But as investors and entrepreneurs, you need to identify the problems before they happen or identify them as they're happening and you need to offer solutions. That's what entrepreneurs do. I was going to say, and to remember that these are solutions that when they have no other out and they are are literally bleeding. Yeah. Not sorry, not literally, but their bank account is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, these are solutions for them. This is win-win. This is where they had no other option because of there's no buyers and and whatever the situation is, they can't sell. This is a solution for them. This is a saving grace. Mm-hmm. Something to consider coming up here in the next little while. Again, you can you can sit on the sidelines and you can watch and you'll be like, okay, yeah, it's not a good time to buy rental properties. Yeah, okay, it's not a good time for this. Yeah, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. And then you're going to see, oh, wow, Wayne's doing a green for sales. Or, wow, this person over here is doing a green for sales. That looks interesting. I don't know, though. I mean, like, they're kind of negative cash flow. And I don't know if that's a good idea. So maybe I'll just wait and see how it all plays out. And maybe I'll wait for the interest rates to go down a little bit. And then there'll be a little, you know, yeah, negative cash flow won't be so bad. And then... Um, and then I'll strike. And then by then it'll be gone. Market change. It changes. It changes. Look you... at how it changed in four months. The, I don't think that's going to happen all the time. No, <laughs> but that's how fast it can happen. It can. Yeah. Yeah. There was um. There was a time when we were in a flat to negative market when agreement for sales were very, very easy. From the entrepreneur's perspective. Okay. Now I'm looking at it from the investor perspective. I'm not trying to be a you know, a vulture, you know, preying on people's, you know, misfortunes. But during that time, it was very easy. I was locking up a green for sales left, right, and center. Mm-hmm. Very easy. Because when, when you know where the problem is, you can identify the problem and you can provide a solution. It's simple. So I never convinced anyone to do a green for sales with me. I just found people that have problems that the agreement for sale would solve. And we accumulated a bunch of properties for zero money down. We were just talking about a few of them yesterday over lunch, weren't we? 
Yes. If we have one property that's a 12-year agreement for sale, mm-hmm. is your money down? In another 10-year. And then the other one we were talking about, because we were talking about rents. Um, we were talking about rents in the west end of Edmonton, and we were thinking about how the rents have gone up on those properties. And it reminded me, sometimes I forget, you know what I mean? I, I forget that we have financing on those things for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, those are amazing opportunities. You know, each of those deals, it's tough because those ones are townhouses, but each of those deals, by the end of the term, we should make anywhere from, on a townhouse, by the way, like a $200,000 townhouse, anywhere from $100,000 to $150,000, zero money down. You know what I mean? That's freaking amazing. Yeah. To be able to make a hundred to hundred. How many of you, you know, who have your 10 or 15 year goals? Let's talk about the 10 year goals. You know, write in the comments down below. If you're in the live chat here, what's your, what's your 10 year goal? Like, would you like to be a millionaire in the next 10 years? To have a million dollars worth of net worth, not a million dollars worth of properties, Dumb, dumb. Talking about a million dollars worth of net worth. Fucking people who own three properties call themselves a millionaire. Sorry. (laughs) Sidetracked. Have a million dollars worth of net worth. That means that of all your properties, you know, less, take all your property values and subtract your mortgages and your debts. How much net worth do you have? How many of you would like to be a millionaire in 10 years? Me. (laughs) if you if you if you found 10 of these properties for zero money down and you made a hundred thousand dollars on each of them over the next 10 years there's your goal bam you're a millionaire Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i locked up in like in like an 18 18 month period i locked up close to like 30 agreement for sales off-market deals all less than ten thousand dollars down now i didn't close on all of them because that's a different, completely different story about risk and, and diversification in your portfolio. Again, not going to talk about that one today. But I locked up 30 agreement for sales. Most of them were zero money down in an 18-month period. It's doable if you know how to do it. Yeah. And there's a huge opportunity coming up in the near future where people are going to need out. And they're going to say those magic words. They're going to say those magic words of, I, I just need out. My options are to either go call a realtor, pay them cash, because if you have no equity in your property, a realtor won't sell your property because the realtor gets paid out of the proceeds of the sale. And if there's no proceeds from the sale, then they're not going to get paid. So the realtor will ask for money up front. Okay. Yeah. If you have no equity and you need to sell fast, you're kind of a little low on uh, options. Yeah. You either need to pay your realtor out of pocket which you don't have the money to do it anyways. Home buyer, talking about the home, sorry, home owners. So what do you do? You're like, oh, I guess I'll become a landlord. Mm-hmm. Right? This, would, this, is, this is the thought process of a homeowner who can't make their mortgage payments anymore. And they need to sell, but they can't sell. Okay, I guess I'll be a landlord. And then they, they look at their $2,300 payment plus their property taxes plus their insurance. And it totals up to $2,700 but the market rent for their property is $1,700. They're like, wait a second. So if I rent this property out, I'm going to be negative $1,000 a month. And I still need to cover repairs, maintenance, and vacancies. 
That's crippling to find that out. Mm-hmm. So Jack and Jill, or whatever their names were, Joe, Joe and Jill, Jill, whatever it is, <laughs> they're sitting there like, so if I sell the property, I'm going to lose, I have to pay $20,000. If I rent the property, I'm going to be out $1,000 a month plus the risk of all the other repairs and maintenance and someone moving every year, et cetera, et cetera. The fuck do I do? Yeah. So what a lot of them do. And you'll see these houses in the neighborhood. Ever walk down in through your neighborhood and you'll see um, you'll see a piece of paper taped to the front window of the door? With painter's tape? With painter's tape on it. And it says, this house is under property management of such and such property management company. That's what happens when people hand the keys over to the bank. And the bank forecloses on them. And if you watch that house in about three months after that, they'll finally get the the judgment that's, that the bank needs in order to sell the property and liquidate it, to foreclose on it. That's what happens. Yeah. Every time I walk through my neighborhood, because it happens all the time, I see them all the time now, because uh, it's, it's, I feel like an eagle flying over and I could see like a, I could see a fish in the water, like a kilometer away. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can see those, I could see those letters um, when I'm, when I'm driving through a neighborhood, I'll see them from a mile away. I'll see them sitting in the on the front window or the front uh, front door, and I think to myself, "My God, damn it! Missed opportunity. I missed out. That person could mm-hmm. I could have helped that person. Yeah, I could have totally bought that property with an agreement for sale, but I didn't have any marketing in this area, mm-hmm. or I'm not looking right now because it's not my focus. Even though it's not my focus, still feel like you missed the opportunity. I'm like, God damn it! That house was literally on the other side of the alley behind me. Yeah, it's in my neighborhood. How did I not get that? If I just had a sign in our area, or if I just paid some kid 10 cents to go around the neighborhood per house to go and drop off some flyers, when that homeowner, Jill and Joe, were sitting there crying because they found out it was going to cost them $20,000 to sell their house, and it was going to be negative $1,000 a month to rent, and then that thing showed up in their mailbox that night, or some kid knocked on their door and said, here, I'd like to buy your house. Mm-hmm. That would have been the lifeline they needed before they called the bank and said, no, I'm done. Yeah. Right? And they sit down with me and they say, well, here's what we got. Here's what we need. And I say, okay, well, that that's understandable. Um, here's what we can do. Here's, what, here's a solution I can offer you. I can take over your mortgage payments. I can take over the property taxes and all responsibilities of the property. And you can walk away and you're going to carry financing for me for the next five years or 10 years, whichever. And they're going to say, so we don't have to pay you anything? Nope. And we were not responsible for anything? Nope. And you take care of everything? Yep. What do you think they would choose? Me, the sophisticated real estate investor who has a solution for them? Or handing the keys to the bank and ruining their credit for the rest of their life? Yeah. Foreclosure does not look good on the credit report. By the way, they're never going to be able to buy a property ever again. Not without 25% down and not without a B lender paying extremely high interest rates. Yeah. It's an absolute no-brainer. Yeah. Now you know why it's like every time I see that 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 letter in someone's door in my neighborhood, I'm like, oh, God damn it, Wayne. Again, there's a reason why I have the amount of agreement for sales that I have in my portfolio and why I'm not acquiring anymore. Because in a lot of cases, some of them are, most of them are negative cash flow. And that's just because of the way that homeowners finance their properties. It's amortized lower, 
they put less money down. They don't buy properties like investors do. Investors buy with long amortization and, and big down payments to make sure they cash flow. So you can't have a huge portfolio full of, you know, negative cash flow properties. You got to diversify and make sure that you have good cash flowing properties in your portfolio to kind of offset that, you know, the big brothers to take care of the little brothers, right? Or sisters. Or sisters. <laughs> but you can kind of see that opportunity that I'm talking about now, right? It's coming. You don't, I, I get it. You've got maybe 10 grand, 15 grand in your pocket and you're like, I want to buy a rental property. And you go talk to your realtor or your mortgage broker and they say, yep, $80,000 down. And you're like, fuck. I guess I'm going to find some joint venture partners. And you go and call auntie and, and uncle and cousins and say, hey, I want to buy a rental property. And I want you to bring the down payment money and, and I'll manage it because I know how to invest in real estate. And you're having a bit of trouble. I get it. This is literally what Gabby and I dealt with when we were getting started. We had a couple joint venture partners, had a couple rental properties, and our eyes and every and everyone else's eyes in the investor community were doing really well. Um, but to auntie and uncle and friends and family and coworkers, they're like, "Oh, okay, cool." Well, you know, we don't. They didn't trust us enough, right? Yeah. Because they didn't think that you know we had enough experience. So what we did was we took an agreement for sale course and then we bought a ton of properties by way of agreement for sale with zero money down. And by doing that, we were able to build our portfolio up and show people and document that we were buying properties, uh, that we were experts in creative seller financing strategies. Mm -hmm. And that actually built trust with our joint venture prospects. And then we went back to doing joint ventures. But what we needed to do is we needed to bridge that gap where that of trust. Yeah. People did not trust us yet enough to give us 80 to a hundred thousand dollars. So we took advantage of, you know, the agreement for sale strategy helped a lot of families out out of situations, right? Built up our portfolio. I mean, do those, those properties cash flow? No. Do, have we gotten any money out of those properties? No, because you know, with agreement for sales, you don't get paid until it's done until you sell. So it's kind of unfortunate, but you know, I, I mentioned a minute ago, what if you had 10 of those properties? What if your goal was to be a millionaire in 10 years? What if your goal was to have a million dollars in 10 years? All you need to do is 10 agreement for sales. You go take a course. You call in in the morning. You ask me questions, right? On the morning show. Yeah. You go take the course. You ask your questions. You go, you do a marketing campaign and you go rapidly try and find 10 agreement for sales. This year, next year, whatever. You get those 10 agreement for sales, you get them locked up, you manage those 10 tenants. And in 10 years, you sell them when they're done, hypothetically, and you have a million dollars in your pocket. Now, 10 years from now with a million dollars in your pocket, what would you buy then? Now you got experience. Now you got a million dollars in your pocket. You could buy a multifamily property. You could buy 10 suited houses, right? Just a different way of looking at it. A lot of people, they look at just the, you know, saving up for the next down payment or they think I need joint venture partners. There's, there's other ways to do it. There's creative ways and there's lots you can, you can, as long as you got the goal figured out, how you get there is is completely up to you. But this is just another one of those opportunities. 
And I'm bringing it up today because a lot of people are looking at this market right now thinking like, oh, it's terrible. We missed out. I should have bought in, in February or I should have bought when more properties when interest rates were low. Well, when things change, new opportunities are created. And here's one right here. Mm-hmm. Let you in a little secret. If I were starting over today, that's what I'd do. That's what I do right now. That's what I'm watching. And that's why I'm telling you guys, if you're getting started out, huge opportunity. Huge. I know a lot of people that got very wealthy um, through agreement for sales. Yeah. You need the education first. Definitely need the education first. I'm not going to tell you anything until you take a course. Because I'm not going to help you do it if you're not properly educated. Mm -hmm. Because keep in mind, this is an advanced strategy. Okay. Yeah. This is an advanced strategy. And if you fuck it up, you're going to ruin some family's yeah. life. Okay. Yeah. This per- these families are, are like, f- for the most part, these are the types of families you're going to be helping. If you fuck it up and you do it wrong, then you're just going to make things worse. And I will not contribute to that. Yeah. Our business, our agreement for sale business was about helping people, not about making it worse or not about taking advantage of people in situations. It's about helping people out of situations. Right. There's some pretty cool stuff you can do with those agreement for sales too, eh? Mm-hmm. If you're worried about that negative cash flow, oh, look at me complicate this. Eh? <laughs> so most of those agreement for sales, we actually um, we put rent to own tenant buyers in them. So if you were like getting a little like curious when I was mentioning, oh, they're all negative cash flow. Well, there are ways to fix that. And if you know anything about the agreement for sale and the rent to own strategies. Then, then you'll then you understand what I'm getting at right here. If your agreement for sale deal is a 10-year deal, but it's negative $400 or $300 a month in cash flow, what if you put a tenant buyer in there with rent to own and they paid you market rent plus an option credit every month? Maybe the option credit's $300 a month. So you were negative $300 a month before if you rented it for $1,700 a month. But if a tenant buyer rents it for $1,700 but also gives you $300 option credit towards the rent to own, then you would be break-even cash flow. And you can give that tenant buyer a 10-year rent to own. So that at the end of your 10-year agreement for sale, your 10-year rent to own tenant buyer would buy it. Yeah. You wouldn't even need to put it on the market. And it covers your negative cash flow. Get what I'm getting at? Pretty awesome deal. Pretty awesome deal. And I bet you there's going to be a lot of families who are who can't buy right now because of interest rates that are higher that still want the pride of home ownership mm-hmm. or the sense of it. So there might be a huge demand for rent to own coming up here as well because people aren't able to buy. Because they're going to go to the, you know, maybe they got a five or a $10,000 down payment or 15 or whatever they got. And they go to the bank and they say, I want to buy a house. I'm 23 years old. We're having a kid this year. No more renting. And uh, mortgage broker, bank lender says, okay, cool. You're qualified for $320,000. And they're like, well, what do you mean? I was just here a year ago and they told me I was qualified for $400,000. Yeah, we understand that. But, um, you know, with the interest rates going up, based on the interest rates now, your affordability is now $320,000. But we want a $400,000 house. There's nothing good in the $320,000 house. I don't want a zero lot line, little crappy 900 square foot house in Mill Woods. Well, that's all you can afford. 
so now they're back. Those people are in a situation right now. They're looking at it like, oh crap, I really want to be a homeowner. I don't want to be a renter anymore. What about we look at this rent to own program for a house that's $400,000? Just throwing ideas out there, people. Like you kind of see like there's, there's a lot of cool stuff you can do in real estate. And especially with the way things are looking right now and what I'm seeing right now in the market, the way things are transitioning, I have a feeling that this stuff's going to be popular for a, for a period of time. Yeah. And I hope you guys recognize the opportunity and you take action. Strongly recommend it. Huge opportunity, guys. Starting right now. Was there any questions about it? I, I, I'm looking at the, there's like a hundred and some on comments that I didn't look at while I was. Um, um, Carlos was desperately trying to ask a question, but Carlos, you need to call in if you have a question. He did. I think. Oh, did he? I think a few people tried to call him, but I was in the middle of something. Oh, okay. So. Um, apologies on that. Um, he had a question about, I'm curious. I used about, a super chat. <laughs> I see that. I, I'm curious. Uh, I'll stick around for a minute. Curious about epoxy basement floors, both from a landlord and a seller perspective. Oh, I'm really sad and to hear that you used this super chat but i have no idea about epoxy <laughs> basement floors um just gonna let you know just gonna just gonna i never used i don't know much about epoxy basement floors what i would recommend is um putting the comments in the free real estate investing masters facebook group there mm-hmm. and i'm certain that one of our 700 members will will have an answer to something like that yeah um apologies i just I knew I, I said that we were going to talk about agreement for sale opportunities in the market right now. And I wanted to make sure I got through it. Um, what is he talking about here? Anything else that I missed in here? I have no clue. I couldn't keep up with it. I'd pay attention to what, what, what you were saying. Um, <laughs> uh, Kyle was asking the comments here. Uh, I think it was like, Jeremy, how did you get 400 new hearts here? And, uh, Jeremy says, um, I cheated for the first time. I sent some cake. <laughs> uh, Jer- and he got himself in the top five. <laughs> he got himself in the top five. So there are ways of quote unquote cheating to get more hearts. One other way is you can like send gifts. You can send gifts to the show. Imagine like Twitch or something like that, you know, like streamers where, uh, where you can send them like subs and stuff like that, that, you know, the, the streamers can, can cash in for money. So he sent us a piece of cake that's worth like 40 cents. <laughs> I think he paid $5 and we get like 40 cents, <laughs> something along those lines. So thanks for the sub, Jeremy. <laughs> um, but it, what it ultimately does is when you can, you can buy, you can buy gifts for the show, which increase your engagement, which will get, also get you up to the top five. So, um, I mean, Jeremy is just, he, you know, he's playing the game, right? Uh, okay. I'm slowly, actually very quickly getting through the comments here. Um, quick question. Can you legalize a basement suite with an agreement for sale? Technically no, because you're not on title. Um, but with a, uh, with a reasonable seller, who's selling to you by way of agreement for sale, they may sign off on the permits. Um, but one of the big cons- you with an agreement for sale, you are not on title. Um, it is an agreement for sale. And uh, you can learn all about that when you take the course. 
but technically the seller is still on title and you have a caveat on title protecting your interest. So if you want to do anything that involves a permit or the owner on title signing off, you need them to sign off on it. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think that's about it. I think, uh, uh, Jeremy says with a VTB, you probably could. Yes. With yeah, a VTB vendor take back mortgage, you would be on title. And for anyone who's listening for the first time, who has no idea what we talked about today, I hope you have a great weekend. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I, I, I try and stay away from the complicated topics be, on the show because I feel like someone who just heard this for the first time is going to be like, what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah. And I don't have a thousand dollars to go take some course. And, but I think it's also fair and, and good to, to share some of the stuff that's out there that people don't know about. Yeah, absolutely. There are, some very advanced strategies and creative strategies that you can implement in your business and get your goals significantly faster. Um, it's not just about buying a rental property, renting it out, being a landlord. There's some cool fucking stuff you can do. Yeah. And uh, Gabby and I, we have used all these strategies. We built our portfolio using all these strategies. This is our That's expertise. Why we're here. We don't actually talk about it very much. This, yeah, exactly. This is why we're here. If you wonder how we got here, we got effing creative. And we leveraged, you know, that, that experience and built a brand where we were able to raise a lot of joint venture capital afterwards. Yeah. So there are ways, there are creative ways to, to get to your goals. There are other ways um, that we happen to be experts in. Mm -hmm. um, but again, the reason why we don't talk about it teaching much is because we're trying not to overcomplicate things for, for new investors. But if you guys have any questions on this, feel free to call in and, and you know, we'll gladly help you guys out. Um, we mentioned earlier in the show that there is no episode on Monday. It's a holiday. One last thing, if you're wondering where Friday Live Training is, the free Friday Live Training in our free Real Estate Investing Masters Facebook group, um, we put a post out yesterday and uh, we just came to the conclusion that, you know what, the summer's been, been crazy. You know, we've been very busy. You guys have been very busy. We noticed the numbers are dropping off in the summer. There hasn't been a whole lot of people showing up to the free Friday live training in our Facebook group. So we just made a decision yesterday. You know what? Let's just take the rest of the summer off. Yeah. Taking a pause. We'll Let's take a pause. You know, it's, it. we got some really great weather um, going on. You guys got families. We got families. And um, I think that summer's too short in Canada. And I think it's selfish of us to say you have to be with us on Fridays. So um, we want you guys to go out. We want you to spend some time with your family. You know, go blow up the pool in the backyard. Um, go sit on a patio, get sunburnt, you know, have a few drinks and just enjoy yourselves. And then we're going to come back for Friday live training um, in the Facebook group uh, uh, in September. Yes. Okay. And, you know, you guys can always still join us every morning, Monday through Friday on the Podbean app live on the podcast. You get your questions answered. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's all we got about that. And we'll see a bunch of you tomorrow at the uh, Flip Meetup in Calgary. Absolutely. Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend, guys. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. 